0: Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick.
1: Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick. And I'm speaking to you from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention near Dallas. And I'm joined by Virginia Prodan, an author, a speaker, attorney. And you have a book, Saving My Assassin, Virginia. Tell us what that book's about.
2: I grew up in communist Romania. And from a young age, I uh, watch my parents being politically correct outside of home but also I watch them whispering how horrible the government was and how tomorrow they're going to take more rights from them. So as a child, at six years old, I develop an insecurity, thinking the government will not count me as a human being, my parents are not courageous to stand up. But also I developed in me a fire, a passion to find the truth. So later on, as I grew up, I decided to go to law school, find out where is the truth and why the adults in my life and uh, around me, they don't speak the truth. So I graduated from law school. When people will read Saving My Assassin, they will understand that under socialist and communist government, you don't go to school, you don't choose where you go to school. The government decides, and based on several principles, they will make that decision for you. So, so
1: you, you grew up in communist Romania. Yes. During the 1970s, 80s. Yes,
2: in uh, during uh, the dictator Ceausescu's regime.
1: Ceausescu regime, who was ultimately overthrown, but we're going to get to that a little yes, bit later. Yes, later.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So you became an attorney.
2: Yes, I became an attorney. I graduated in a top 10% of my class because I was really, really in love with finding the truth and thinking that I'm going to find the truth in the pages of of the book, law books. So I I did that, I graduated from law school. And again, people when they read Saving My Assassin will understand that under a socialist and communist uh, regime, you do not decide after you graduate where you practice, the government decides for you.
1: So during this time, were you a good young communist?
2: Uh, during this time, I was, uh, I had a card and I belonged to, uh, to a communist. I played dues, but I'm glad you asked this because uh, God protected me even when I had no idea about God. During law school, I lost my ID card. That would have been a reason for the government to put me in jail and to take me out of of law school. In fact, one of my cases when I became attorney, people can read in, in my book, is that a young man uh, wash his, uh, his pants and by mistake, he washed it and destroyed his ID card and the government took him from his engineering school. It sounds so,
1: crazy and unbelievable, but that's what happened.
2: Yes, exactly. That's the reality. That's the reality. I live under and I encourage your people to read because that this will open the eyes of what they are trying to, to build. It's not a joke, it's not something that you can take it back.
1: I want to get to that warning a little bit later, your warning for America, but you talk about rights being taken away. Mm -hmm. Let's run through a few of the rights that were being taken away.
2: Uh, my parents will lose their job if they will not repeat the lies of uh, the socialist and communist uh, leaders or th- his propaganda that was covered all by uh, by him, was governed by him. For example, he will tell us in uh, 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 the television or in newspaper that we live in a golden era and we were starving to death.
1: My goodness. Yeah. And your dad was an intelligent guy, hardworking guy. Yes. You were starving to death. Yes. This is what communism brings.
2: That's exactly what communism brings. If you don't repeat what um, what the government does, then you go in jail. I advise uh, the re- uh, people to read Chapter 3 of my book. It's a story about my uncle who uh, had a time uh, to speak up like we have right now in America, uh, time to speak up. But he decided because he had a business in banking, he decided to be quiet and take a long trip to England and spend there uh, half a year or maybe even a year. When he returned from the, the government, shortly came to his bank and ordered him to do different things. And he spoke up at that time. But you know what? They put him in psychiatric hospital because they said that he is crazy and, and it's real. I wrote this book and it's part of what I experienced. It's nothing else.
1: I know of a fella who married a Romanian gal after the fall of Ceausescu and she told him that their family had a Bible mm-hmm. and they had to hide it under a secret compartment in their kitchen table. Mm-hmm. And the authorities came in one evening looking around. Do you experience anything like that?
2: I defended. I defended Christians. Really? Yes, that they were uh, moving Bibles from one church to another, and the government put them in jail. But. I showed the government that we have the laws that no other lawyer use them because they are fearful they will lose their job. And I told them those are the laws and you have to release my clients immediately. This is why the government, uh, communist government didn't like me.
1: But you did that. Yes. And you, they didn't like you. So you had a big red target on your back.
2: Yes, yes. But before I had that, I want to I wanna show with, with the, your, your listener the fact that um, during the time that I, I did all those things, I didn't know what God was doing behind the screen. So here I am in in a courtroom, uh, bringing to to the judge uh, documents that, copies of the law that nobody dared to use it, and tell them, you have to release my clients. And later on, at home, after I put my kids to sleep, I listened to Voice of America and Free Europe, even though the dictator said that we cannot listen, but there was no law against. So I listened to and to find out what is outside. There was the only small window to freedom. And I listened to the news and all of a sudden I realized that I was the news. Yes, people were talking about what I said in the courtroom, how I give them the copies that exist, the law existed in Romania, that the dictator needs to respect and so forth. I was very happy that the world knew, but I was frightened knowing that outside of my house, uh, Securitate was uh, surrounding my house and they had the right to come in my house at any time, at any minute, no warrant is needed under socialists and communists.
1: Well, let me ask you: Here you were a young attorney, still a communist. What possessed you to take on this case? Did the government assign this to you, or did you decide, "Hey, this is a case I wanted"? Do you feel like the hand of God was in that decision for you to take on that case?
2: At that time, I thought, and even in law school, I thought that it was my idea to go to law school. Later on, I realized it was God' ideas. Um, I uh, graduated from law school, and I practiced for for a while, and. One of my clients was very different than anyone else. He was joyful in a joyless land. He was hopeful in a hopeless land. And many times I look at him and I was thinking, this man is crazy, I need to fix him. But one day after a year or two years of practicing, I was so tired, no finding the truth, so discouraged. And I'm not a quitter, I'm a fighter. But that day I was so close to to quit my job, not to be a lawyer. And I came to my my, um, law office and I put the briefcase on my secretary's desk and I said, I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. I can't find the truth. She looked at me like, what are you dreaming? where have you been? And she gave me three files and said, three people will come and see you. One is in your office. So I walk into my office and I realized it was the client that I always thought that was crazy. And I stopped at my desk and he was there putting new documents on my desk and so forth. And all of a sudden, he, I looked at him and I said, I want to have in my life what you have in your life. He looked at me and said, do you go to church? And I stared at him thinking, I knew you were crazy. I don't know why I asked you this question. And he wrote something and gave it to me and said, this is the address of our church. And I hear myself again saying, yes, I'll come to your church. I was that desperate to is that find… Was that the first
1: time you heard about Jesus?
2: When I went in that church, I heard about Jesus, and I realized God put on my heart the desire to find the truth because He wanted me to find Him. He is the truth. And also, I realized that was what God had in mind. He appointed me to defend Christian and human rights cases, and I did not have to look for clients. They will come to me because nobody else will take their cases.
1: The name of the book again is?
2: Saving My Assassin.
1: How can people get this book?
2: This book can be bought from my uh, from my website, uh, virginiaprodanbooks.com. You can buy it there, I can sign it, an autograph for you. And oh. the reason this book, it's called Saving My Assassin, is because after they put me in jail, torture me, put me under house arrest, and all those kind of things, the dictator decided to send a client to my office. And when he came, this assassin, he pulled his jacket and took his gun and pointed his gun at me, saying, I'm not your client. I'm here to kill you.
1: You had to be uh, terrified.
2: It was. I I, I was shaken. My my knees were shaking. My stomach was making noise. I heard my heart in my ears. And in all those, this noise, I heard the Lord saying, share the gospel. And I did. And he accepted Christ. Holy cow. Yes, and years later, a year after that, I came to to America, a year before uh, Ceausescu uh, was killed. President Ronald Reagan made a deal with a dictator and said, because President Reagan was afraid that I'm gonna die, the dictator will find a way to kill me. So uh, President Reagan said, we'll give you the most favored national status one more year if you let Virginia to leave Romania tomorrow. The dictator said, "In a month, yes, it's a deal." So I came to the United States. I didn't know one word in English. I knew five languages. I had no money. I had two girls uh, under ten years old, and I was pregnant with my son. My uh, my husband was with us, and in less uh, after a short period of time, he left us, and I found myself in a foreign country not knowing english no money raising three kids but with god everything is possible i learned english i went back to law school at smu i uh, opened my law firm and i raised three kids my first daughter graduated from smu my second uh, daughter from harvard law school and my son from air force academy
1: harvard law school she didn't turn out to be a communist
2: not at all. And, and uh, practicing law here, I never expected that I will somebody will confront me or I have a surprise. But 20 years later, my assassin came to my office. I did not recognize him until he showed me his uh, ID, wow. the security ID. When he showed me his security ID, for a second, I felt like I lived again that moment in Romania. And he, he uh, told me that after revolution, he went to a theological seminary in Romania, uh, built a church, Built a, a Christian school and did many, many other things. And when I share with him that I am writing my book, he asked me to let him write a chapter in my book. And he wrote a chapter in my book. So you have now my perspective on what happened uh, there in my office from my point of view and from him and what God is doing in his life. It's absolutely amazing. And this is our God. Every one of us, we have a purpose. We have a reason. And if we give our lives to the Lord and say, God, you do with my life what you want me to do, because you gave me the skill, God will change you and will change a country, America. We don't have to wait for anyone else. We, wherever we are, we are the tools in God's hands to change America. That's the positive. And also we have to remember that we are in a winning team. We are more than conquerors. All that we have to do is to act in faith as conquerors during the darkness. There is nothing special about me. It's all about a wonderful God.
1: Serve a God of miracles, and boy, the miracles in your life are very evident. Yes. Virginia, I want you to give out your website again before we talk about your warning for America. Uh, what is the
2: website? It's Virginia? Yeah. You can find there, uh, you can buy books, you can invite me to speak, you can take training because I train people how to be strong and courageous. You can also go to Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan, my podcast. And we have to realize that this is the best country in the world Keep it, improve it, not destroy it.
1: All right, we're gonna talk about that. You spell Prodan, P-R-O-D-A-N. P-R-O-D-A-N.
2: And Virginia, like state Virginia. (laughs) state of
1: Virginia. This is Illinois Family Spotlight, our conversation with this remarkable lady. Virginia Prodan continues after this.
0: Just how free is free speech? For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. We're used to hearing about free speech being squashed in places like Iran or China, but Finland? Well, according to Christianity Today, several Lutherans in that country are now on trial for, quote, criminal incitement against a minority group, hate speech. All this for affirming the same beliefs about human sexuality that Christians have held for thousands of years. Now, on one hand, this is surprising. Finland's a Western country. It prizes human rights, diversity of thought. On the other hand, this kind of thing is inevitable since many now assume that any opposition to LGBTQ ideology has to be born of hate and fear, and that hate speech shouldn't be protected speech. That's when it becomes inevitable for a society to squash the tenets of Christianity. Now, let's be clear. Those who challenge the current sexual status quo do so because they love their neighbors. And it's precisely the ideas the wider society finds distasteful that free speech is designed to protect what's happening in finland is a reminder political decisions flow downstream from cultural assumptions for the colson center i'm john stonestreet
1: Apostles of Wokeism versus Disciples of Jesus Christ. The Illinois Family Institute's Worldview Conference Saturday, February 26th at the Village Church of Barrington. To register, click events at IllinoisFamily.org. Christian education can make
0: a big difference, but it's got to be supported in the home.
1: Wokeism grips our nation, and the religion of the left is corrupting young people. Hear Christian perspectives from theologian Dr. Everett Piper, family ministry leader Rob Reno, and renowned researcher George Barna.
0: We have abdicated so much in the training of our young people. It's really a parent's responsibility first and foremost. God has called them to raise spiritual champions.
1: George Barna, Everett Piper, Rob Reno, the Illinois Family Institute's Worldview Conference. To register, click events at illinoisfamily.org or call 708-781-9328. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. Thanks for joining us. Monty Larek here at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention near Dallas. And I'm joined by Virginia Prodan. Uh, she's an author, speaker, and an attorney. She's a survivor of the Ceausescu regime in Romania. Born again Christian, you lived under communism. And boy, you see communism coming to America right now even as we speak. What's your warning for America, Virginia?
2: My warning for America is that we have to switch from being fearful of government or other people for being fearful of God. The Bible said, when I'm afraid, I trust in you we have to realize that God is in control of the universe and God is in control of this country. It's in control of our lives and He is the one who provides all the resources for us. If we go to a point where we learn one more time who God is, our provider, our savior, and who we are and how much we need Him, then we can be a tool in God's hands and God can change America. There is no place like America. I also have to say another warning for um, American people is it's time for us to take control of our children and how we educate them. Forget about that one hour uh, on Sunday the church will uh, will build a faith in, in your children or you take control and be involved in school education because you need to know what the students have. We have to stop this craziness. No, this needs to be changed. And if we build strong and courageous Christian like I did, my kids were able to go to SMU, to Harvard Law School, Air Force Academy, and come out of these Christians. That is possible. God can help us.
1: So you're telling us Christian parents, they have to get their kids out of the government schools. They absolutely have to do that. Mm -hmm. And You're an advocate for home education and Christian education. Yes. You really feel that's important, don't you? Uh,
2: Yes, I believe that is essential. It's not important, essential right now. Our kids can, uh, and we educate our kids by doing that, but also we educate our kids by living in front of them by faith and trusting God. Teaching them who God is and letting them see how dependent we are on God. One other other thing that American people need to know, and I know that I couldn't do this because I came empty-handed. If I would have been like uh, someone here, maybe I would have made that mistake. But parents in America make this mistake. It's out of love. It's not out of anything negative. Out of love, parents in America try to resolve every problem that their kids have. And what they do is they put themselves between the child and God, and they never learn what they are at home. Those kids with Parents never learn to depend on God. It's time for for us to help our kids, but not enable them. Not to resolve. Let them depend on God.
1: And we have to be open to the idea, and our pastors need to be open to the idea of telling the kids absolute truth. There are yes. there is absolute truth. Yes.
2: Yes, Yeah, and that will give them the assurance, that peace, that wherever they go, they don't have to search for something else. That the ideas that the people in college or now even from kindergarten, they, they tell them, when they know that there is an absolute truth, that there is a God that there is the same, it's unchangeable, that love them, they will give them the solid rock to stay on and they will give them the peace of mind.
1: Do you see a correlation between what's going on now in our government schools, where their kids are being taught critical race theory? Is there a correlation between what's happening here and what you experienced? In communist Romania.
2: Yeah, they play by the rule of the socialists and communists. They divide us in order to conquer us. They make us to fight against each other in order for us to be busy fighting to each other, blaming each other, and for them to build what behind the screen to build a horrible system without God, without they call equality. No, I live under socialists.
1: But Ceausescu fell. He was overthrown. Yes. There's still hope for America. What are you pinning your hopes on?
2: Well, the Bible said, if my people will seek my face, turn from their wicked way, I will heal them and I will heal the land. God is our source. And he said, you are important in my economy we have to rise up and realize how important we are in God's kingdom. And as a tool in God's hands, God can use us. As you know, for many Christians, maybe it's hard. And I noticed that that when you tell them, turn from our wicked way they will say I'm safe that is not wicked way you go in a closet go individually and say Lord where is something in me that is not according to I don't want to be a problem I want to be a tool in your hands and from there Go and surround yourself with Christians like this and make a tra- let God provide a transformation in you, in your neighborhood, and God will transform America. God changed Romania through me, uh, five feet tall, 82 pounds, 25 years old girl working with God for years he transformed Romania from a communist to a democratic country and i assure you that God can do it to each one of us because we are here for a purpose God wants us it's dark but it will the light will shine soon if we act
1: well we have to act and we have to be courageous, don't we?
2: Yes, yes. Courageous doesn't mean that you shake your hands and you say, I'm going to be courageous. I'm going No. You said, Lord, I am afraid. And when I am afraid, you say to trust in you. And with tears uh, on your cheek, with pain on, uh, on your back, maybe people will, will hit you or make fun of you or you lose your job. It's temporary. You say, Lord, help me, and I am telling you because I experienced that, God will take that fear from you, fear of man, and will give you the only fear that is acceptable and is going to grow you. It's fear of God to honor Him. And then when you start that, people look at you and you encourage others. It's like a fire. You encourage others and others will be encouraged and nobody can stop us because we serve an unstoppable God and God makes us strong and courageous. And he said that God, David said, You made me special, not us. Our obedience to him makes us special in God's hands, but we have to learn to do this. Fear of man will just make us, like I said, read chapter 3 in my book. It will make you think twice about fear.
1: Get Virginia's book, Saving My Assassin. Virginia, God bless you. Once again, the website to get your book is? It's
2: virginiaprodanbooks.com. You can buy the books there. I can sign it for you and autograph it. We mail it to you. Uh, you can invite me to speak. There are so many opportunities there. I'm here to serve the, the body of Christ and to encourage everyone because everyone is important in God's economy.
1: All right, remember you spell Prodan P R O D A N. Thank you, Virginia you're such a blessing. Thank you for coming to America. We need more people like you. God bless you.
2: Thank you so much and keep continuing what you're doing. You are changing so many lives and you're encouraging so many people. I'm honored to be here. Thank you.
1: Do remember Virginia in your prayers. Remember the work of the Illinois Family Institute. Stay active, stay healthy, stay courageous, Virginia, and God bless.
0: For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.